Welcome to the Afterthoughts podcast. Today we are having a very real conversation. So if you have kids in the car, a warning up front. We are going to talk about pornography today and we're going to get straight into the conversation. This is a crucial conversation yep. that needs to be had and uh, so many people in this battle. And so today's all about fighting for freedom. And that's the conversation that the three of us want to share and be a helpful tool um, for people that are, are working through this, battling with pornography. And so let me start with just asking you guys, um, how big of a problem is this? You've done a lot of research. We've been having a lot of conversation about this. How big of a problem is pornography in our culture? Because I think a lot of people would say, you're gonna spend a podcast talking about battling pornography. Like that's just a normal part of life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well I'll start by saying, um, just uh, in conversations that I have yeah. and keep this at a ground level because I recently gave um, a message about this topic called Fight for Freedom. And so you might be watching this because you saw that message. You might be watching this and then this is gonna speak straight to you and then I wanna point you to that message after this. But in that sermon, I essentially said, I'm speaking from three authorities. Mm. I'm speaking from the authority of scripture. Mm. I'm speaking from the authority of science. And I'm speaking from the authority of my testimony and my experience. I should have added a fourth. The fourth authority would be, I am speaking from everybody in this mm. room's experience as mm. well. So we yeah. do, one thing we do a lot is pastoral conversations one-on-one one -on -one mm -hmm. or in a group setting where, where um, I would probably say in the last 12 years, I've had over 2,000 one-on-one conversations about real stuff not small talk stuff. I love it. I meet with people, uh, mostly guys in our church all the time to talk about the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah. And I would say it's almost like pastors are more dialed into the highest of highs and the mm. lowest of lows than anybody else. Yeah. I have my finger on the pulse of what everybody's going through. Yeah. And yeah. it is wild. Um, and I say that without a judgmental bone in my body because this is a big part of my story and historically mm. a big struggle for me. Mm. And so I say that with no judgment, and, but I say that to, to make the point, this mm. is a big problem. And a lot of people might not think it is because it's a taboo problem that actually brings with it a lot of shame. There's sure. some stuff when it comes to what your struggles are, it's kind of easy to vocalize because like, oh man, if, for instance, if you were gonna say, I, I'm having a lot of problems because I'm sleeping around a lot, is way easier yeah, to say. For sure. You actually kinda, cause you know it's bad, but you kinda sound cool confessing it. Mm. Way easier to say than I am addicted to pornography. Totally. You feel shameful even saying that. Mm. Yeah. You feel like people are gonna look at you like you're, you're perverted or mm -hmm. gross or and so people keep it quiet until they're in a one-on-one -on -one meeting with a pastor and they also feel they all, all of a sudden feel like the walls can come down and I can be real yeah. I get the luxury the honor as do the two of you to be across a cup of coffee over a lot of those conversations mm -hmm. so many people are struggling with yeah. this yeah. this is a big thing uh, to put some numbers to that so the top five porn sites in the world account for six billion clicks every single Jeez. month. Every month. So that's almost a click per like person in the world per wow. month. Wow. That, that's like Wow. It's incredible. It's insane. Like yeah. that's it's it's awful. Mm. It is um how how many billions of dollars a year? Over a hundred this was three years ago the stat was over this is a over a hundred billion dollars a year industry. The okay, porn so, industry. 
So it just goes to show you one, if yeah. you're watching this and you feel like you're the only one, you are not. And I think that's a, sure. a really important starting point. But yeah. two, from 30,000 feet, like from a cultural level, we this is a topic that needs to be talked about. Yeah. It needs to be addressed because, and we can get into all of this, it really is messing things up mm -hmm. and it's messing up a world. My The space I'm always in, of course, the singleness space, one of the things I see, the, the patterns I see is that there's this rise of singleness that, that people are staying single way later mm -hmm. and way longer. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that is seems to be directly correlated to the amount of pornography that we are consuming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's almost like we're retraining our, our minds mm -hmm. to not be yeah. in loving, romantic, sacrificial yeah, relationships, for sure. right? Yep. Um, seven years ago, the big stat that came out that shocked everybody is the porn industry takes in more money than the NFL, mm -hmm. NBA, yeah, and right. Major League Baseball every year combined. Um, it's way past that now. Wow. It used to be like a little past that. Now it's mm -hmm. way way past that it's crazy wow. mm -hmm. so i think that because we live in a culture that's so sexualized and porn is kind of just like a like laugh kind of thing like well yeah that's something that everybody just normalizes yeah how do you help people understand that truly addictive nature of it yeah because i think for a lot of people it's like well, that's just kind of a normal part of life right it's part of society right it's what people do but there are actually scientific realities oh, to addiction yeah. when it comes yeah. to this yeah yeah and it's it's you know, the reality of like screens is still mm. so relatively new mm -hmm. and all the sciences is coming out and showing, oh my gosh, like the power for addiction that screens have over the human brain yeah. is wild. Um, it's wild. And that's, that's just, that's just any screen of screens, like dude. watching anything yeah, yeah. before we even get to the porn part. Oh, right. we first right. have a screen issue. Oh yeah. Know, but then you add to that the porn and keep going. Well, yeah. And just uh, not even talking about pornography for a second, but... I was with dad driving around about a year ago mm. and we were in their neighborhood in Atlanta yeah. and it's a beautiful neighborhood, but there was like no kids outside. Yeah. And I said, dad, when, when I was a kid and, and me and Ryan were, were, you know, seven and eight, were there more kids just outside playing? And he just kind of laughed. He said, oh my gosh, like there used to be so many more kids mm. outside playing. Mm. And, and I, I thought, you know what, you know, what's crazy about that? Because one thing we'll get into this in a second, but, um, screens, pornography can, can make the real thing actually start to seem lamer and more boring mm -hmm. because this is intense. This is exactly the way you want it. Mm -hmm. This is 4K. It's color corrected. You even think about scrolling on Instagram and you look at travel pictures of Fiji or Tahiti yeah. or Hawaii mm -hmm. and the, the mountains are greener. Mm -hmm. The water is clearer. The sky is bluer yeah. because everything is filtered. It's prettier on that picture than it actually is in reality. And that's not to minimize reality. Mm -hmm. Reality is much more beautiful. Yeah. It's just not as like sharp and bright yeah, as right. your phone makes it look. Mm. And so reality starts to become boring yeah. and you visit Hawaii and you go, the water's not as clear as I thought it was when yeah. I was on that person's Instagram travel blog. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing with kids. You, and, and it's, it's weird because it's, I love, you absolutely, we love Pixar. Yeah. We love Pixar movies. I think they're brilliant. Mm -hmm. But also, you watch a Pixar movie, like we just watched the new movie Elemental, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Sure. And But you watch that on a 4K 75-inch um, TV, and then you go outside an hour after that, and you're like, you almost feel like reality has a hard time competing mm -hmm. with what these kids wow. just watched on that TV inside. Wow. 
because it's mm-hmm. so much faster. It's so much brighter. It's yeah. so much, you know, yeah. all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so like even in general, um, reality just starts to become boring and screens just to, to bring that full circle for a second screens have way more addiction associated with yeah. them in every way, shape or form, whether it's yeah. social media or kids on iPads yeah. or watching movies or TV shows. And now reality is having a harder time competing mm-hmm. with it. What's interesting is you look at, and I know very little about technology, but you look at what keeps coming out and keeps being invented. Like uh, yeah. Apple just did the, the vision. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whatever. Um, it's like they're they're sitting around going, how can we make this more and more a counterfeit version yeah. of the reality that people are looking for? Okay, so right. it's great that you bring that up because to me, this conversation is more critical than ever because we are on the precipice of the VR yes. world. Uh-huh. When it comes to pornography, that is going to become all the more mm-hmm. sinister. Yeah. The I read when they first had come out with that Apple thing, something like a headline that was like, it is not compatible with pornography, VR, whatever, yeah. yet. Yet. Oh. So if you think of the progression of media way back to probably like magazines, yeah, to VHS, to DVD, yeah. to the internet, yeah. to smartphones. Correct. And I think each generation would look back and go, oh, when I was younger, that was way less accessible. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be a generation that looks back and goes, man, before VR, I wish I had understood wow. this. Yes, because I Because it's going to be that on steroids more and more because people are going to lose sense of what really is even real around. Wow. Yes, yes. And okay. that day will come okay. because of the money behind this. Wow. Okay. I'm going to quote, um, and I'm going to quote him a few times. Andrew Huberman, yeah. neuroscientist mm-hmm. from Stanford, has an amazing podcast, mm-hmm. talks about dopamine a lot. Um, and so... You'll also, by the way, on the Fight for Freedom page, find an episode he did about dopamine, and mm-hmm. then he has more stuff on it. He says a quote, and I'm going to now take the liberty of adding to it. Um, he said, "A picture I hope we don't get sued for this. I know. <laughs> a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm. A video is worth a million pictures. Whoa. Wow. VR is worth a billion videos. Right. And so that's what I, mm. yeah, so look at that graph yeah. of this step from, you know, VHS to DVD was like this right. compared to yeah. the step from, um, you know, even your, your 4K screen on your laptop yeah. to yeah. VR. Yeah. We're talking like- That's where the, we're headed. Yeah, that's where we're heading, man. Which means yeah. all the more reason we have to get out in front of this now, yes. we have to learn how to, let's just call it what it is. It's addictive. Yeah. It's a drug. And, and, and so let's just name it and acknowledge the fact that like if you're watching this, maybe it's become an addictive drug in your life, but there are ways to heal yeah. from it. And mm-hmm. we have to do that now more than ever yes. with more urgency than ever. Absolutely. And I think the heartbreaking thing is most stories that you hear as someone who was a kid, yeah. 10, right. 12 years old, yeah. exposed yeah. to something that their mm-hmm. brain was certainly not ready for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it started to just become a habit in their life. And yeah. so for... Anybody yeah. listening to this conversation, there's zero shame, yeah. zero judgment. Yeah. This in so many ways, of course, the responsibility ends up on your shoulders or how right. you're going to approach and deal with this. But the entry point for most people was a place of innocence of being young and naive. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something that's going to take over your brain in a way that you can't aren't ready for yeah. and can't even see the addictive nature of it yet mm-hmm. makes its way into your life. And then you're sitting in a pastor's office years later, like, yeah, I didn't want this, but yeah, this is where yeah. I find myself now. Yeah. And I think that's where so many people are at right now of like, I am seeing the sinister nature of this. Yeah. 
this has gone from something I thought was just a normal part of life to an evil in my life yeah. that I want freedom from. Right. So let's talk about how do we fight for freedom? What's the journey with the hope and prayer that so many people will be able to look back and go, that was the time in my life when I said, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not going to have control over me. Yeah. And I walked out of addiction. Yeah. Oh, man, because I won't speak for you, but I remember yeah. being, I don't know how old I was, maybe like 10 or 11 mm -hmm. and seeing a movie scene for the very first time and then seeing something at school yeah. and then... It's just like, man, before you even knew right. what it was, now it has you. Mm -hmm. And even having an older generation that the world has changed so quickly that yeah. we weren't even prepared to prepare our kids. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're probably facing and feeling that right now with what's coming. That's even more. I don't even I'm not prepared to prepare my son will. Right. You yeah. know, right. I'm going to do the best I absolutely can do to yes. do that. But um, yeah, it's tough because it starts in innocence or it starts with uh, trauma. Mm -hmm. or an incident that was not your fault that you did not ask for, yep. um, but that hurt you and marked you in a deeper way. That's, that, that comes back to when people say sex is just physical. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you can disagree on whether it was God's design or not, but don't right. tell me right. it's just physical. Like you're not thinking right. on any level if you say it's just physical. Yeah. Because if it's just physical then why are like women who get um, physically assaulted are 10 times more likely to report it than women who get a sex who get sexually assaulted. Yeah. Wow. And why are those two different categories? Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. Or um, that thing happened to you when you were a kid, mm -hmm. that yeah. sexual thing. Yeah. And you grow up and still believing like it's your fault. Yeah. Still believing, wow. um, still haven't told anybody or wow. shared it right. because it, it, it runs deeper. Yes. It's not just physical. It yeah. is deeply and profoundly spiritual, yeah. which by the way, not that we have to get into all of this, God designed it to be spiritual. God designed yeah, it to be powerful. Yeah. And that's why he gives us parameters, not because he's trying to ruin your fun or right. be the party pooper in the sky and shut your party down early, yeah. but because he's actually trying to maximize mm -hmm. the gift and minimize the shrapnel. Yes. It's called being a good dad. Because yeah, he right. understands more than we do how powerful this thing is. Yeah, it's like when Home Depot sells you a chainsaw; um, they give you a manual mm. that explains how to do this safely. It's yeah. not because Home Depot is trying to rob your fun; right. it's because they want you to keep all your limbs. Yeah, and they know how powerful this machine they just gave you is. So, yeah. good. so they're exactly. trying to help you. It's the same thing. God, if it's just physical, God wouldn't have done that. Yeah, but it's not. It's spiritual, and it's very, very powerful. Yeah. You know? And it's supposed to be wow. an incredible gift. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think there's so much want in us to redeem that for people yeah. and help them get to the gift and intention that God had for sex because yeah. the sinister nature of it is the enemy hijacking mm -hmm. a gift that God gave and something that's ingrained in us as sexual beings, Right. but hijacking it in all these ways, especially when you're in formative years where you're hitting puberty and you're starting yeah. to grow into an adult and you feel desires and all these things. And that right. gets paired with this counterfeit and sinister thing that has been created. But on the other side of this, there is victory for people, there's yeah, freedom right. for people, and there's the gift of sex being redeemed in Absolutely. our lives. And that's yeah. what we want for people. Yeah, to yeah. The so same, tell us about the journey. The same way that your mind, uh, it, the same way that it can mess up your mind, uh, your mind can also be renewed. Mm -hmm. It can be transformed. God created it that way. Yeah. And so like, just know as you're listening to this, that freedom isn't yeah. just possible. It's a promise and that you can reverse all of this and that we can get to work. So yeah. tangible. with that tangible, yes. Um, the starting point I have found 
is to learn to ask the question, what am I medicating right now? Okay. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to try to get down to some of these deeper wounds, mm-hmm. soul level wounds. And what you have to, you have to start this journey by realizing that you are at some level trying to numb some pain, trying to overcompensate for some pain, um, trying to to push down some things and you when when you start to feel like that coming up what you have just learned to do and i'm speaking from experience because this is what i have learned to do historically in my own journey is to push that down and medicate it with pornography Mm. it's a drug Mm. of choice that allows you to disassociate Mm. with your body and to to disappear and numb for for a period of time and it it tells you that it's going to fix everything when actually it just makes it worse. Right. And so if you find yourself in this cycle where you're like, man, like, like four days I can, I can stand strong, but then I just find myself right back into it. And and I don't know what to do. You have to start by realizing there is pain beneath the surface Mm -hmm. that, that you are are trying to numb. And so Mm -hmm. what that means very, very practically is the first thing you learn how to do is um, in the moments where you want to go medicate with porn. is This is not easy to do, sure. but if you can get into the habit of just taking five really deep breaths, mm-hmm. and as you take those breaths, ask yourself the question, what am I trying to medicate mm. right now? Yeah, What's going on beneath the surface? For me, it's usually has to deal with insecurities, mm. feeling like I'm not enough, feeling like I'm unworthy. Sometimes it's loneliness. Mm. Like there's there's all sorts of different things going on down yeah. there. The first thing you have to do is learn how to name that thing. That's really But good. in order to name it, you have to allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. And, and in that moment, you're going to be so up here. And so what we're trying to help you do with five really deep breaths is to, to sink back down into your body and figure out mm. like what's going on. Yeah. Does that make good. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sink down into your body. And it, it, cause dissociation is a real thing where sometimes you'll look back and be like, who was that guy who just did that? Yeah. That's not me. That's not who I want to be. It's like you truly kind of dissociated from yourself. Yeah. You know, whether that's the spirit in the flesh and all of a sudden the flesh just kind of takes over mm-hmm. and before you even know it. Um, and it that, also, we do that with, with eating. Yeah. We oh, do that yeah. with all sorts of yeah. vices. And, and I love sure. that you just made this conversation way bigger than pornography for anybody watching this because right. we all have our drugs of choice. Right. right. And um, yeah, a good question is what is your drug of choice? Is it shopping? Is it food? Is it pornography? Yeah. Is it social media? I think we all know the answers to that question. Yeah. I think a better question is, what is your drug of choice hiding from you? That's yeah. so good. Man. What is the thing that your drug of co- your drug of choice is keeping you from seeing mm. that you're afraid to look at? Yeah. And breathing changes your brain's <clears throat> chemistry to kind of stop the dissociation from like in its tracks, so that you can mm. uh, your spirit, I guess, if you will, hops back into the driver's seat and then says, um, rather than numbing. Let's process and let's actually look. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let me add to that, especially to the people listening to this who are wired like I am, which God has just one of my mind is an incredible gift. It's always active. Yeah. It's always thinking. It makes me really good at doing certain things. Yeah. Um, 
it makes feeling my emotions a challenge for me. Mm. And so if you are wired the way that, that I am, this is especially true for you, that like we have to learn how to name our emotions again. We, have, like we can actually work on our EQ alongside our IQ mm. and, and learn how to get emotionally healthy and learn how to not push that down and just stay up here, but sink into our hearts. Like that journey is possible. And so shout out to everyone who is wired the way that I am, man. Let's, let's just, no shame attached to it. Let's just be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Let's realize that this is a gift, but that also this is a gift. And let's get to work learning how to name and actually yeah. feel our emotions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I would say this. I think, first of all, if we, you know, talking more science for a second, objects in motion stay in motion until an outside force acts upon them. And so you're going to continue, continue to do what you're doing until something, you make like a drastic change yeah. or have yeah. like a drastic wake up. Good. Um, I remember listening recently to an interview with John Christ, by the way, a guy I would love to have on this podcast. Um, I, I really, I mean, he's hilarious, but I enjoy listening to a lot of the things he has to say because over the past few years he's gone through mm-hmm. um, right. being canceled and yeah. kind of being a Christian comedian who's in that scene, but then it comes out he's struggling with alcohol and hookup culture and ends up in rehab. And, um, and it's really cool to see where he's at now. But one thing he said recently is he was talking to like a, a counselor and said, man, I'm, and this was in his low a couple years ago. He said, man, I'm just, I'm in rock bottom and it took me getting to rock bottom. And she looked at him and kind of laughed and said, you think you're in rock bottom? Mm. You are not at rock bottom. Mm. You have family, wow. you have a house, mm. you have hope, you have, um, you just simply decided this is as low as you want to go. Mm. But make no mistake about it, it gets a lot lower. Wow. So for whoever, this will be sobering, but I think like we said, wow. grace and truth sobers you up, but without a hangover. Right. Okay. And sometimes this is exactly what your spirit like desperately wants to hear, even though it might be, yep. okay. Um, however long you've been struggling with this and wherever you are today, um, it feels low. I am telling you, it gets a lot lower mm-hmm. if you continue on this path without making changes. Yeah. And my hope for you right now, maybe with the supernatural help of the Holy Spirit, is to decide for yourself, mm. this will be, subjectively speaking, my rock bottom. Yeah. It is not objectively the rock bottom. Mm. But for me right now, this is my rock bottom. I don't want to go lower than this. And I need to make a drastic change now. Yep. And that really is the only way um, people ever really see the true lasting change. Otherwise, this is just, yeah, I know I should do this and I'll give it a little effort for a few days. That's not, yeah. that's not going to get you out of this. I, yeah, yeah, I just talked to a guy who was like, yeah, I think I want to like kind of fight back and I think I can just like, <laughs> you know, willpower it. And I was nope. like, bro, I love your yeah. heart. You cannot. Nope. You're yeah. going to have to use the word unreasonable. Like we've yeah. talked about a lot. Only the unreasonable find freedom. You're going to yep. have to get wow. unreasonable yep. about this because yep. willpower is not going to be enough because yeah. it's how much more powerful than heroin in your brain. Pornography has some crazy. Oh dang. yeah. 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 Um, that, I, that was like a hundred times Satin more powerful over. or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So your brain is now injected straight into your way. brain through your eyes. Yeah. 
And in the oh. same way, so th- I think of this conversation, the grace and truth part, it's kind of like having an intervention with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Where the people who love you, mm-hmm. we're them, we love you. Yeah. We're coming around a table to come to you and say, hey, this is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it will get worse. It will. And we love you enough to say it's time to fight back and get unreasonable about this and do whatever it takes. And that's going to come with some sharp truth, but spoken out of love because of the freedom that's possible for you and the path that's possible if you just try to yeah. half do it, kind of willpower yes. your way yep. through something but that you wouldn't so say good. that to somebody who has mm-hmm. a heroin addiction. No. You could just, yeah, you can just will no. your way out of this. No. Let's do everything possible to get you free from this. Let's make a drastic change yes. because it will good. get worse. It'll get worse in your brain and in your soul. Like you think it'll, it'll get more depressing. Yeah. That depression yeah. will get lower. Yeah. That anxiety will get higher. Mm-hmm. Life used to be in color and it's kind of dim. It will go all the way to black and white for you yeah. mm. until reality is boring. Nothing gets you out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's just in your brain. Yeah. It yeah. will also wreak havoc on everybody around you. Yes. A marriage, yeah. a future marriage, yeah. your relationship with your kids. Yeah. It gets lower, yeah, and yeah. it will continue to get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk until yeah. it goes. The devil will take you all the way until, I mean, that verse in John 10, 10, he literally steals and yeah. kills and destroys yeah. everything. everything. He wants everything. Yep. Yeah. Objectively speaking, that is the rock bottom. Yeah. Decide today, this is, this is my so good, bottom, yeah. and now it goes up from here. Mm. But that takes, yeah, that takes wanting it otherwise it's just willpower and then you start just counting days man it's been one day it's been two days it's been three days why are you counting you just counting the amount of days until you go back mm. yeah that's all yeah. unless you change your identity yeah mm-hmm. otherwise you just change your behavior mm-hmm. otherwise it's just um i'm a i'm a guy who's addicted to porn who's really trying not to be addicted that's why yeah. you're counting because mm. you're still, that's still your identity. Mm. This begins with changing the core and the substance of who you are. Correct. I am no longer that person who that's does right. that. Yeah. Therefore, I just don't do it. Yeah. And so that work, that deep healing mm-hmm. goes into changing mm-hmm. who you know you are deep Good. down. Mm-hmm. Because when you know who you are, you'll know what to go and do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's the same thing, like we've talked about, like uh, the cigarette smoker. Like you're trying to quit and you're five days in and somebody offers you a cigarette and you answer, uh, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. Yeah. Versus, oh, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Not a smoker. Yeah. That's it. Person A, give them another week. Yeah. Because willpower can only get you about that far. Yeah. But person B, their identity is different. Therefore, yes. they don't do this anymore. Yes, yet there's mm-hmm. something in every human that thinks, but I am the person who can willpower. Nope. I'm a little different. You're not. Nope. You're not. There's yeah. a, um, a practical Bible verse to supplement what you just said, um, or what you just said supplements this Bible verse. First right. John, uh, First John four seven. That might be. That's off the top of my head. That's I'm sorry. Um, okay, so John is known as the apostle of love, and watching his story unfold. Um, throughout the Gospels is so much fun. But by the end of his life, he's writing as an old man. And he's known as the Apostle of Love because if you read John's Gospel, but especially First John, it's just love each other, love each other, yeah. love each other. First John 4, 7, I think. Let's hear what you say. Start with, if it matches. Does it start with beloved? It sure does. Got Come it. on. Okay, beloved, let us love one another. And so notice what John does here. He, he, we all know we're supposed to love our neighbor. We're supposed to love each other. 
but he starts from a place of identity where he's writing and he goes, beloved, you are the, the beloved. God loves you. You are God's son. You are God's daughter adopted into the family of God. You are beloved. That's that deep identity shift that Doug was just talking about. Mm-hmm. You have to understand at a soul level that you are loved. And then from that place, let's go love each other, right? Let's go... Um, not can continue to to vote for and and create demand for mm. more pornography porn to, industry, to yeah. be made. Instead, let's yeah. let's pray for the people who yeah. are caught in it. Let's pray for for the people who are are making it, who are are money hungry and who are making mm-hmm. it go. But let's do all of that from a place of identity, from a yeah. place of I'm already loved. And it, here's the big one: you don't have to go like 21 days free from porn for that to be true about you. That's true about you already. You are the beloved. Now, from that place, let's start to move forward and love mm. each other. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that really is, yeah, it's the difference between a Band-Aid and surgery. Mm. And I think that, yeah, there are the things that we can do and we should do. And it's called being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is only unreasonable men and women who are willing to kind of do things that seem crazy in the world's eyes, mm-hmm. will find freedom when it comes to this. Yeah. Yeah. Like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, flee from sexual immorality, which is the Greek word pornea, which mm-hmm. is literally where we get pornography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's not saying flirt with it or even fight it. He's saying flee from flee it, from which kind of sounds dramatic Yeah, or unreasonable. unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but only those who are willing to be unreasonable will find freedom from this. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, so you do the things you can do, mm. but what has to happen is God has to give you a new identity, new identity. and then you have to believe it. Yeah. He has to give you a new identity and yeah. you have to believe it. The only yeah. real solution for a fractured and fallen world is for the gospel to pierce every broken human heart with the unconditional love of God. Yeah. The perfect uh, metaphor, but also not metaphor I can think of for this is our time in India. Mm. Mm. 10 years ago, we spent a month in India with Pastor Timothy, a local pastor who um, every single day goes into the red light districts and tries to change the system from the inside out, not with Band-Aids. And of course, he does the logical things. Like he he has opened some homes for for kids whose parents are in sex trafficking, trying to, okay, let's let's rescue this kid and let's, let's do all the things that are good to do. But what Timothy does with most of his time is go. he goes around praying not just for prostitutes, but for pimps. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And so when we, as, a, as three young guys, are showing up to India, we're thinking, I can't wait to bust into these red yeah. light districts uh-huh. with motorcycles yeah. and fight I'm, the I'm, pimp. I'll fight, yep. I'll fight yep. a pimp and I will yep. grab, grab these kids, put them on the back of the motorcycle and let's get the heck out of there. Yeah. And the, the heart behind that is... Okay, absolutely. And there's a time and place for that for sure. Justice is helpful, Mm -hmm. all right? Um, But that's a Band-Aid. Right. Because that kid that you just pulled out of there is going to be replaced by three more by tomorrow. And so do that. But if you don't change this from the inside out, and I think that's what I love about watching Timothy Mm. is is he wanted to see change. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the difference, like when you think about even, and I, I completely get it, but you, you talk about like the sex trafficking industry and the porn industry. And by the way, they have a symbiotic relationship. Oh yeah. And when you vote with every click for the porn industry to be stronger, mm. you also 
um, indirectly vote for sex trafficking industry to also be stronger. And we have to acknowledge that. And we are advocates. We're called to be advocates of the Imago Dei. And so... And so there is a time and place to, to bust in and fight a pimp and grab that kid and get out of there. But at the end of the day, the only thing that's truly going to change, because there's a difference between I want to get even and I want things to be different. Mm. And I think on the surface for a lot of uh, like, especially like young, passionate Christians mm-hmm. who um, we kind of, we kind of put compassionate, compassionate, like the highest and, and in the name of being compassionate, will will do and say things and promote things and post things and on surface level the heart is good but at the end of the day i think the real motive is i want to get even and i want to see justice Mm. more than you actually want to see things change Mm. and timothy wanted to see things change yeah and jesus wanted to see things change and the only way that things truly change is for god to change the identity of every person every prostitute and every pimp every all the abused and the abuser the victim and the violator the porn star and the executive team at Pornhub.com yeah. mm-hmm. that Jesus hung on a cross to die for. Mm-hmm. All of them need the gospel. Yeah. And that's the only true solution. Yes. Because mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the depths of this is the broken human condition. Correct. And we still... Whichever side yeah. you walk up to that yeah. table on. We still yeah. fight for justice and all those things. Yes, also, yes, 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 but, yes. Yeah. And the same thing when we bring this back to an individual level, we talk about you with a pornography addiction. We still do all the smart things. Yep. We still put the right... Um, new browsers on your your all your devices that replace safari and chrome that totally. protect you and we get accountability and we join mm-hmm. a group mm-hmm. and we educate ourselves surround ourselves equip ourselves all of that stuff yeah. but it's a band-aid right yeah unless god supernaturally reminds mm-hmm. you of who you really are and you start to believe that and then live from that instead yep yeah it helps you sober up to the point mm-hmm. where you can have a healthier perspective and view of, of what's really going on. Yep. It's mm-hmm. so hard to do that inner work when you're right in the, the middle of it. Yes. Right. And so those tools are super helpful. Just like if somebody went to, to rehab, their first step is like, well, let's get you sober first and then we'll start sitting down with a counselor yeah. and having these meetings right. and having these conversations. And so, yeah, that's really what this site, this resource that we created is is for it's like first line of defense. Yeah, let, let let's help you uh, uh, get out of this, get a little perspective, sober up, so to speak. Um, and by the way, and then you realize you never graduate from it. You always sure. have to be careful and and sure. all of that. Um, but from that place of of uh, perspective, yeah. you can start to actually do some of the work. You you said something really interesting before we we recorded this. You said it's kind of like becoming the only sober person mm. at the party. Can you, yeah. can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think when you look at our society, porn is so normalized mm-hmm. and the sexualization, everything is so normalized that to be having a conversation, stepping outside of that to go, hey, everybody look, this is not good. Yeah. You feel like the sober person at a party of drunk people. And all the drunk people are looking at you like, dude, why are, like I was the drunk person at a lot of parties in, back in the day like, mm-hmm. and being like, who's this guy? Why, why wouldn't you be taking part in this? This is what everybody does. And there's a part of you as the person in the party that's looking at them like, how are you stable enough to not be doing what I'm doing? Yeah. What do you know that I don't know? But all I know to do is make fun of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it feels that way for a person to step out of looking at the science, spiritual side, like all this with pornography and look at a culture and go, guys, this is 
really bad. Oh yeah. We really, really need to pay attention to this, but it can sometimes maybe feel a little hopeless because it feels like everybody's just in that party. Like, oh, this is normal. Like more, more, more. Right. Um, but we're, we're trying to be a voice for being the sober guy at that party yeah. to help yeah. other people because we've also been in that party. Yeah. yeah. It's not the place you want to be. Yeah. But at that party, it's almost like you don't want sober people. So if you're like, if you're going to be yeah. sober, yeah. you kind of reveal yeah. uh, something in me that I don't like. Right. Because you represent oh, yeah. what I'm currently not. Yes. Um, I remember telling a story about like watching uh -huh. like a violent movie at night after the kids were in bed and then Will, when he was three, walked mm -hmm. into the living room during like a bunch of F-bombs and then we just like, we paused it and yeah. it was like, we were just okay mm. with this yeah. until mm. innocence, innocence walked into walked the room. In. Totally. And then it wow. revealed, yeah. it revealed something to us. There's nothing more unnerving no. when you are stuck in sin and someone else's integrity or someone yeah. else's willingness to not do what everyone else is doing. It's kind of rattles you. But I think of this conversation and our heart for this as being the sober person at the party that's like, dude, I will drive you home and I have no judgment for you. I just yeah. want you to be safe. Yes, right. But tomorrow I do want to sit down and talk because I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. Correct. And there's some things that as your yeah. friend who's outside of this is yeah. looking in going, bro, how can I help you? And so yeah. let's talk real quick about some of those. I think it is, a like you said, it's a pairing of, it starts with identity. Yeah. It has to be a God-given identity that you realize that you are a son or a daughter yeah. of the yeah. king. And he, you are his beloved and that's how he sees you. And that means that he has gifts and a life for you that's different than what the world is going to feed you. Mm. So you got to start there, but then... There are practical things to do, and Correct. each one of those is a vote for that identity to yep. keep reminding you of, no, this is who I am, and I can live like this too. Mm -hmm. It's not just theory that I'm called this, but I can walk that out and live this way. And more important research, like Atomic Habits and Stuff Talks, more important than 10,000 hours is 10,000 repetitions. Ooh. Is not counting the days, but the amount, like each time I say no to this yeah. is another vote to say, no, this, I'm not yep. a person stuck in pornography. So good, it's man. not yep. who I am. Yep. So how do you, what are the practical things that you guys would say are the most important to help somebody on that journey? There's a bunch. I, community is the, the, the first thing mm -hmm. is not fighting this fight alone. Yeah. Um, you two have both been such a, a massive gift to me over the years. Mm. Um, having a, a, safe space to talk about things, but also not letting me settle. Mm. Um, you've, you have been that, that picture of both grace and truth mm. for me. Yeah. Um, and, and so the first thing I would say is, is isolation. The enemy is always going to try to move this conversation to isolation. That's why there's so much shame mm -hmm. involved with it. Um, and, and so bringing it into the light. Yeah. Confessing it like James says is when we confess to each other, that, that we're healed. But then almost as important, having people on speed dial ready to pray yes. with you, ready to, to, to talk when you just need yes. um, somebody to talk to or somebody to pray with. And so the first thing I would say is mm -hmm. like you would never see a UFC fighter going out with without corner men and do right. like a, a massive Absolutely. fight. Correct. Right. Like yep. you're going to walk into that arena and you're going to have you're going to have your people yeah. with you to, to fight with you. 100 percent. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I would also say uh, education okay. on what you're going through. And, you know, there's a reason if you're, if you're in rehab for narcotics, for instance, you're going to learn something new every day about how your brain works mm -hmm. and what these drugs do to you and the journey that you're, that is in front of you. Mm -hmm. Because yep. when you understand it, then you can, it's way easier to go through it. I mean, it's not easy, yeah. but it's, uh, okay. I'm it's not helpful. shocked. It's very helpful. Yeah. It's a tool. Mm -hmm. yes. And so, Educating yourself on like, for instance, they say traditionally it's about a 90 day journey. Mm. So if you've been mm. uh, in, in this addiction mm. and then let's say you stop um, 
And by the way, if you tell yourself one more time and then I'll stop, you're lying to yourself every time. Uh-huh. And the reason is because whatever you feed, make you, you get like that thing gets stronger. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that will not be one more time. Right. What can be true is yesterday was the last time. Good. Hmm. That can be true. And once you decide that, now you've got probably a journey of about 90 days where the first two weeks are um, by far going to be the worst mm. because your brain is going through withdrawals. Yeah. Dopamine is, withdrawals, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dopamine withdrawals. There's a few things happening where, um, and dopamine being the big one, mm-hmm. the others really quick is, you know, serotonin and oxytocin yeah. that cause you, for instance, that oxytocin when you are watching pornography, mm-hmm. and then that leads to masturbation and an orgasm, that oxytocin along with the dopamine gets dumped into your brain like crazy. But mm-hmm. what oxytocin is, bond. it causes you to bond ah. with whatever it is that's around you. And so sometimes that's a computer screen. <sighs> like sometimes it's the, it's the woman or the, those two people or that man, whatever it is in the computer screen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though, it's the physical laptop. Jeez. It's the anticipation yeah. of the reward. So yeah. And the, so, the yeah. process of, of driving home from a stressful day of work mm. people, and like going yes. through it and yep. and then all yep. of that, the yeah. routine of it. Yep. Yep. And people know like all of a sudden, like wow. let's say it's, um, you know, it's after work I drive and I'm just making up a hypothetical situation because yeah. um, I know other stories that are true, but I'll just make up one. Um, like you get in that car and you drive to that place. Yeah. And then that's your, like at the end of the day, that's your like reward, so to speak. Yeah. That car mm. can Oof. start to become the thing that you are bonded to. Mm. And then before you know it, a few years goes by and you get married, but you can't actually have sex wow. with a woman on your honeymoon because your car's back home. Wow. I know that's how powerful wow. oxytocin is. Wow. It causes you to bond with whatever it is that's in Interesting. front of you. Okay, um, so the first two weeks, you're going to be going through... Major withdrawals from that. Major withdrawals, right? Yeah, from that. But then, but then also, it's like the dopamine. Okay. Because um, dopamine in your brain is more designed for the pursuit than it is for the reward. Mm-hmm. It has its mm-hmm. place with the reward because you know, let's say you win the Super Bowl, that's going to dump crazy amounts of dopamine that night. But that's why, like Tom Brady, will wake up the next morning and feel low mm-hmm. after the highest night of his life. You know. Yeah. Um, but also why he's very successful. The most successful people in whatever industry are the ones who fall in love with the day-to-day pursuit yeah. of the reward. Yeah. Um, when you work out, not to have the cheeseburger at the end, mm-hmm. but work out and you just tell yourself, this set that most normal people would complain about, I freaking love this. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain starts to, is very sort of dumb and will start to follow whatever it is that you start telling it <laughs> and will start to be trained that, no, we love this. And it yeah. drips dopamine in healthy ways. Dopamine's designed to get you out the front door, off the couch, to go pursue the things that are good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it rewards you a little bit at the end, but it's the motivator yeah. mm-hmm. that gets you going. Yeah. And so um, it's more designed to drip. Yeah. But when you have um, when you have the reward without the pursuit, which is, you know, we we, we mentioned heroin, a synthetic drug, is yeah. all reward. You had to do nothing to get that. Right. You know, you had to, you didn't have to 
work all year and uh, on a on an NFL team and train and go to every practice and win right. every game right. and then like that's different than all of a sudden you just you pop two Percocet and you feel the amazing reward and you had to do nothing to get it wow. and porn's the same thing there's no pursuit of like let's just you know let's talk about let's just say it. I mean this is men and women one mm -hmm. in three pornography users are women so this isn't a guy thing this isn't us thing yeah. this is everybody but let's just say hypothetically it's a guy um, his dopamine system was given to him by God designed to help him to, to pursue right motivates him to notice a woman mm -hmm. ask her out plan a date plan another date buy the flowers work on communication work on intimacy problems yeah. buy the ring spend the money on it commit to her sacrifice for her and then as he does that it drips a healthy amount of dopamine to give him satisfaction enjoyment mm -hmm. meaning and purpose Good. in the process and on the journey Good. day by day and then in its proper context it also dumps some dopamine for the reward of sex mm -hmm. to make that moment amazing in its right place but when all he has to do is have an iphone right and you can get all the reward yeah when all you have to do nowadays like even hookup culture is dm somebody or you get on an app where these like you just know like this person will have sex with me tonight no right. strings attached and there's no pursuit um once again i will quote andrew huberman getting that sort of love drug dopamine reward without any pursuit is one of the most terrible things imaginable for the human brain it is not designed for that wow. and so when you no longer have just this source that gives you dumps of dopamine and in such high potent quantities in your brain you're going to feel low and it's dumping so much that it depletes it mm -hmm. and so let's say your baseline was here and then you went on a binger and you you had dopamine released into your brain but it's depleted and now you're actually below baseline mm. which by the way is how god designed the dopamine system in your brain to work right and so right. let's just say it's a good thing like let's say um when we went bungee jumping all those years ago yeah that dumps crazy amounts of dopamine yeah. um and then you actually later that day or the next day you feel yeah. sad mm. you feel low mm -hmm. and that's actually fine that it's just resetting it's refilling yeah. the danger is the temptation is you you want to do anything you can to not feel low right and so that's where a lot of guys like porn binge the night before you wake up the next morning and it's not just shame and guilt it's also chemically speaking a depletion of dopamine and then you'll go to 7-eleven and buy two energy drinks yeah because oh. you're like i want to like gotta get back yeah i gotta yeah. get back but if you just wait if you just wait and not try to help it and then people will help it with more of the same drug. Right. You know what I mean? But sure. if you just wait, it will do what it's designed to do, mm -hmm. which is it's neuroplastic in bad ways, but it's neuroplastic also in good, in good ways, ways yeah. and it'll reset. But, you know, if it's been a while for you, you've got two weeks where it's going to be a slow yeah. Yeah. back to baseline for you. Yeah. And you're going to feel low. Um, but don't panic. This is why education is helpful. Mm. So you so, don't panic. Yeah. Because if you don't know what we're talking about, you're going to think this is the rest of my life in black and white. Right. It's yeah. not. It's just not. It's just a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And then it gets better. But you're not out of it. You'll have good weeks. Yeah. You'll have bad weeks. You'll have good days. You'll have bad days. And the more that you know about this journey, when you, let's just say, if you get a month in or two months in and then you have one slip up, mm. don't binge. Yeah. Don't say, well, it's all over, so I might as well. No, no, no. You're doing really well just immediately bounce back. Yeah. 
Call somebody, community. Good. Text yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, don't binge. Don't right. panic. Don't yeah. binge. Right. Keep going. You didn't yes. lose it all. You didn't, you know, you know, you're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why education I think is helpful yeah. for this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's apps like Covenant Eyes that you yeah. can literally utilize that as your web browser that will not let you get to those sites. Correct. There mm -hmm. are, uh, our favorite story ever to tell is our friend who was utilizing, was it Triple X Church? Yeah, one of those, one of those. where you or put, an email, eyes, you put yeah. an email address mm -hmm. in of someone and it sends a weekly report or however often yeah. and then it flags, hey, these are the things for accountability. Mm -hmm. um, and he put his mom's email address because yeah. that's how much he wanted to be free and he is free. Yeah, And that's, that's what right. I tell a lot of guys. I'm like, hey, dude, if you really want to be free, this is going to sound crazy to you. Mm -hmm. My buddy doesn't have a porn addiction now. Right. So right. it might sound nuts, but this is, this is what's going to work is if you take some extreme measures here because otherwise... It is literally like living with your drug dealer. Because oh, you have yeah. a laptop, you have an iPad, and you have a phone. Yeah. They are with you that's, all the uh, that's time. That's really well said. And mm -hmm. so there, there is no way to yeah. avoid that if uh -huh. you're in the same house all the time. Uh -huh. no. It's going to be impossible. So you have to take those measures. I think that some of my proudest moments as a group of friends have been getting emails of reports for each other and being like, all right, man, this week we're going to have a real conversation because yeah. there's clearly some struggle. And then weeks of like, dude, you're, you're healing. Yeah. You're growing like there wasn't anything and yeah. no judgment or shame either way on either side. But I think, right. and I think that's an important thing to note yeah. as the accountability partner in the situation or mm -hmm. finding one, because mm -hmm. I've heard some people like, well, those apps are just for shaming people. I'm like, well, yeah, if their person in their life wants to shame them, <laughs> yeah, and that's the then person they need a they new picked, accountability partner, and then man. You need better friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the point is somebody that's going to walk alongside <laughs> you. And we have a whole gonna, other episode on confession where we yes, talk about that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Right. But it needs to be someone who loves you right. enough to speak truth to you and who also is not going to make you feel worse for something you already feel bad about. Yeah. But they will say something. And you and choosing that person, I think, can be tough for people. Yeah. I remember in college, I've always laughed about one of our buddies in our Bible study had his girlfriend coming to visit long distance and at the time he called me being like hey dude like how far is too far and even then as like a 19 year old who was a party kid I was like I know why you're calling me because I'm going to license you to do more yeah. than some of these other guys yeah. will so it needs to be somebody who's going to love you but also not somebody who's going to just be like dude you know Correct. it is what yep. it is yeah. right yes. but those like Good. those tangible tools mm -hmm. are the pairing with the identity that are going to keep voting yeah I'm not a person who's addicted to pornography. I'm not a porn addict. Yeah, because, right. And I have all these things helping me. Right. I'm not living with my drug dealer right. anymore. Yeah. I kicked him out of the house. Yep. So Absolutely. Good, yep. And and maybe you need like a whole a full on dopamine detox. Sure. Because if you get rid of porn, you're probably gonna just step up with video games and social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And so and then it's just like the wow. same and then your brain, you're actually stalling your brain getting back to like a healthy baseline. Wow. So you might just need to like read a book, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just read, drink yeah. some tea and read a book. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I remember and last year I went to like that five day one-on-one -on -one intensive counseling thing, no mm -hmm. screens. Mm -hmm. And so it'd be a full day of counseling. I get back to my room by like 9 PM, 8 30 PM. And the biggest dopamine hit available to me is the Bible. Mm -hmm. wow. This is the only book I had mm -hmm. and I had no screen and no music. And so it's like that, that was a little scary yeah. because I'm like, if I, but this actually wants to be everything that you're looking for Good. everywhere else. Yeah. And it was Good. wild after five days, even where it was yeah. hard. I, um, like I remember flying home from that feeling, like thinking I haven't felt this good in yeah. a decade yeah. and not just because of the counseling also because of like a dopamine detox. Yeah. 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 And if you know, like you want, like our friend who put his mom's email address in there, yeah. um, 
he lives an uncommon life. Yep. Yeah. And if you want an uncommon life and an uncommon marriage, it's going to, you can't get that with common measures and common, the world is common. And if you mm-hmm. want something more, you have to do things different. Yeah. And you have to live in a way that demands an explanation from the world where they look at you in the measures you're taking and go, that's dramatic. Yeah. That's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's only the unreasonable yeah. who will find freedom Absolutely. from this. Yeah. So we broke it down to educate yourself, yeah. protect yourself, surround yourself. Surround yourself. Correct. And we yeah. have a bunch of resources available for that and we'll link that. Can I add one more bonus in there? Mm-hmm. Galatians 6 2 says, bear each other's burdens, carry each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the ways I think about it is the best defense is oftentimes good offense. Yep. And so it's so important to protect yourself and have all the, the defense. Another great way is to turn the fight against mm-hmm. the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, and to when you feel tempted to go back to this drug, to actually go, no, and not only is it a no for me, I'm also going to spend the next 15 minutes interceding and praying for anybody in the world who is mm. struggling with it or yes. anybody who is caught up in it in yeah. any way. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to, I'm going to, donate to some or I'm going to yeah. call a friend or I'm going to yeah. text somebody yeah. and when you start playing offense that mm-hmm. way that's good dude. all of a sudden the fight gets really fun because yeah. you're going I'm not just like holding on for dear life to not do it yeah I'm actually flipping it and moving the ball yeah. forward and in that accountability friendship not just having somebody who's holding you accountable but when you're holding someone else accountable it pushes you because you're spurring each other on at the same time and you start to see wins in their life and that good. encourages you the same way when you're doing a bible reading plan it'd be way more effective if I'm like, let's all read this every day and check in with each other that versus, hey, you guys read this and tell me about it, right? Like you've yeah. got to push each other and walk together on that journey. What, a, what are some of the victories that you've seen to give people some hope in yeah. people we've counseled, stories? I can just share a personal experience Please. for me. Um, I remember the summer that all of this clicked for me mm-hmm. and the fight for purity became real and I started to actually figure out what I was medicating. The, the way I explained it to you guys is I felt like I was watching a, a black and white TV. Yeah. And then by the end of the summer, I felt like all the color was back. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually hearing birds chirping and I was actually yeah. seeing vivid colors and I yeah. was actually like enjoying waking up in, yeah. in the morning. And so what I wanna say is like not that my journey has has it's been a, a long journey and there's there's lots of of uh, stories to tell within there along the way but freedom is actually possible mm-hmm. I've experienced it in my life and I can just tell you from the other side it is better mm-hmm. it's better yeah. but I will say this I think it's an acquired taste mm-hmm. I recently read Matthew mm-hmm. Perry's book about addiction and he yeah. described reality yeah. as an acquired taste good so in other words you love coffee oh, I do. But the first time you tried coffee when you were 13, it didn't taste like soda. It tasted right. like dirt. Right. You're like this. Nobody tasted coffee for the first time yeah. and thought, I love this tastes so good. But you learn, you acquire that taste. Good. And now you look forward to it. And now it's life giving. Yeah. And I would say the same thing's true mm-hmm. about reality with no drugs in your system. Yeah. And that includes even screens in general. You know, yeah. that includes to bring this full circle back to that picture of Hawaii that you're looking on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the real thing and you're like, I'm telling you, this is more beautiful. This is better. Yeah. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. So if you look at reality and you look at freedom and you're three days in and you think, why am I working so hard for this? This is not better. It is better. Yeah. Mm. Um, you just have to relearn that. Yeah. Yeah. And you will acquire it. Good.
Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also shame. You asked me about like in a, my personal story and what, um, what uh, one of our counselors, Gary Brugman mm-hmm. has done for us. Mm-hmm. I've now gotten to do for other guys I talked mm-hmm. to. Yeah, that's right. Um, because so much confession. I, I remember talking to him like eight years ago about stuff from 10 years before that. Sure. And just saying it and saying it and saying it. And what I got met with was, um, I remember there was a few times he just started laughing. Like after I just yeah. divulged 45 minutes of everything I've ever been afraid of anybody knowing. Mm. And what he does is starts laughing. Yeah. Not not in a way of like- it's giving, not laughing at you. No, and not laughing at me and also not minimizing, minimizing. it and, right. and giving sin the wink and the gun like, who cares? It's not, that's not it at all. In, um, in a way where it's like, um, that is so powerless next to the grace of Jesus. Good. And now that you brought it from darkness and into light, um, I, I have, that's one of those afternoons. I remember we had lunch and I drove away from that feeling lighter than I've ever felt in my life because yeah. I finally had freedom from shame. Yeah. And I think that's your first step in, in freedom from this particular sin. Um, if somebody has no desire to get out of this and wants to keep it going, then if I told you, you need no shame, that's just gonna license you to keep going. Right. But if you're listening to this and you are because you want this out of your life, yeah. mm. then the first thing that needs to happen is freedom from shame because that shame is part of the wound that you keep running back to pornography to medicate and numb. Good. And that Good. shame is actually, we think I need more shame because if I can just feel more and more and more and more shame, yeah. then I'll stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, actually that shame gets more and more painful. Um, and then it, it causes you to go back to your, to your drug. And once you're free from that, all of a sudden you're like, it's like my drug could be right here and it has less power over me because I'm more healed Mm -hmm. and I more know my new identity and I'm living from that. You know, you're the beloved. Yeah. Beloved. And and who I really am and who God really made me to be actually doesn't need that. Good. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, what lies ahead for the identity rebuilding, mm. the practical habits and things that are going to help is the vision of, and this is the journey I'm on. Mm-hmm. And that's the family that I dream of having. Yeah. That's the marriage good. that I want to have. Yeah. That's the life I want to live. That's the way I want to see people. That's yeah. the redeemed view of sex that I want to have. And with Come that on. vision, that pulls you forward to make every little vote against something that's trying to rob that from you. Yeah. Amen. So good. Well, do you guys have any last thoughts, any last things to share when talking about? I just love what you said about vision. Yeah. yeah. The better and better, yeah. the better vision that you can get yeah. for the best in front of you. Your life is not meaningless. Yeah. The best is yet to come. It is possible to experience everything that God has for you yeah. with a renewed mind mm-hmm. and experience that intimacy with a spouse, yeah. you know, the way it's designed to be. Yeah. Um, it is also possible, but you need to get a vision of it because when you know what you mm-hmm. want most, yeah. it becomes infinitely easier to choose what you want most over what you want now yeah. that's right in front of you. Yeah. You need to have that. That's why the Bible says without vision, people perish. Yeah. You need, and the number one cause they say of pornography addiction right now is meaninglessness, which mm-hmm. breaks my heart mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it speaks of no vision. Right. Mm-hmm. Without vision, people perish. I guess the Bible's right. So you need to take some time dreaming with God, asking other men, women who are older than you, who you see something in them that you want. Like, I want to be like that. I want, um, and the more clearly you can paint that in your imagination, 
mm-hmm. the more power that's going to give that's you right. today yeah. to choose that over what I just happen to wow. want right now because wow. I'm exhausted or I'm angry or I'm tempted or whatever. Yeah. 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 And so, so to the person listening to this, like, may you have the, the grace and the, the, the understanding to know that you are loved right where you're at. May you have the, the truth to know that there is better for you, that God has more for you. May you have the strength to get back up. May you have the understanding that, that his mercy is made new for you today, that, that there is now no condemnation. Romans mm-hmm. 8, 1 says, for those who are in Christ Jesus, and that today can be a new day and that there really is a brighter future for you and you're not alone. We love you. We are surrounding you. We are praying for you. And let's fight back against this thing together. Mm-hmm. Well said. Amen. Fight for freedom.